Well, hey, welcome back to the Oasis Church Podcast. We're glad you're with us today. Hey, we're always inspired to hear how God is using this ministry from right here in Winchester, Virginia to change lives all around the world. And if you have a story to share, we'd love to hear it. Send us an email at amen at myoasischurch.org. Now, if you'd like to support this ministry financially so that we can continue to bring messages just like this one to you each and every single week, you can do so at myoasischurch.org slash give. Thank you so much for your generosity. You're truly making a difference. Now prepare your hearts to hear a word from God. Welcome to Oasis Church. Is anybody excited to be in the house of God this morning? Amen, amen, amen. Before you're seated, will you high-five somebody you haven't said hello to yet? Just thank them for being with us. Thank you so much, worship team. Isn't it good to see Wes back up on the stage? And can we have a round of applause for Kimberly Walker, who's guest leading worship this morning? Thank you so much, guys. Man, I love our worship team. A lot of our worship team is out for the next couple of weeks, so uh, Kimberly will be with us. So, so grateful for her. Hey, man, uh, if you're watching online, welcome. We're so glad you're with us this morning. I have um, a disclaimer to give you, and that is I have a head cold. So I sound different, and uh, I don't have COVID, if you're wondering. <laughs> I'm safe, I promise. But, man, my sinuses are driving me nuts. And uh, so please forgive me this morning, okay? Can you forgive me this morning if I don't make any sense? Because I took a lot of medicine right before before I came onto this day. (laughs) I was like, man, if I can just get through the next 30, maybe 10 minutes, whatever happens, uh, without snot running down my face, I'll be fine. But man... Hey, uh, I want to tell you something that we started doing, and that's our kids and youth resources are being put online. So uh, if you miss service or if you're watching online, you can go to our website, myoasischurch.org. You can click the media tab. And not only do we put all of our sermon archives there, but now we also put archives for the kids services as well, and the youth services will be on there soon. Amen? Isn't that cool? Cool. And and short plug that the youth happens every Friday night. So if you have a student in fifth grade through 12th grade, every Friday night from 7 to 8.30 p.m., man, I love that it's on Friday nights. Uh, Any youth parents that take their kids to youth love that it's on Friday nights. Amen. Amen. Man, uh, what a great day. Can Can we turn this monitor down a little bit? It's my head. It's not you. I'm sorry. Uh but uh, so if you're interested in helping with our, our youth or if you're interested in helping lead youth or, or anything like that, stop by the Next Steps area. Pastor Kyle would love to talk to you. He, he needs all the help he can get as our church continues to grow. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hey, I'm excited to talk to you about this. Easter 2022 is coming up very soon, and that's going to be a big deal here at Oasis Church. We're going to celebrate big. We're going to have a lot of fun. And in fact, one of the things that we're trying to plan to do right before Easter is a massive Easter egg hunt. Isn't that exciting? A massive Easter egg hunt. And we want it to be the biggest Easter egg hunt in the whole city. Can we make that happen? Do you think we can make that happen? Yeah. Amen. So what I want you to do is starting next week, we're going to be collecting Easter eggs. Uh, So let me tell you, the Easter egg hunt is going to be allergy friendly. Uh, So we're going to have candy that's allergy safe. So the church is going to provide the candy. But I would love for you guys to donate plastic Easter eggs if 
if you will. We'll have a container outside in the lobby area somewhere, and if you want to pick up plastic Easter eggs, we will have as many Easter eggs as we can possibly have. So I'm, I'm shooting for 10,000. Maybe we can do more than that. Look, some of you are like, 10,000. Who's packing those Easter eggs is what I want to know, right? That's a great question. We're going to have a fun event for packing Easter eggs as well. So more details to come, but uh, it's going to be really fun. It's going to be exciting, and uh, we're, we're super pumped about it. Amen? Amen. Well, <clears throat> today we are starting a brand new series called Loud Mouth. Anybody know a loud mouth? Don't look at your spouse. <laughs> Yeah, we all know somebody who has a loud mouth. How many of you would say that your mouth gets you in trouble sometimes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of you, your mouth got you in trouble on the way to church this morning, right? Some of you, some of you looking at your spouse, this message is for you, honey, right? The dictionary says that a loud mouth is someone who tends to talk too much in an offensive or tactless way. Isn't it frustrating how sometimes your mouth gets the best of you. Isn't it sometimes how, funny how sometimes your mouth gets the best of you? And over the next six weeks, we're going to look at the power of our tongue and the power and the weight that our tongue actually carries. In fact, one of the core values here at Oasis Church is that we will never use this platform to condemn anybody, but to speak life over people, to speak vision over people, because we believe that words are powerful. Amen? Amen. Proverbs 18.21 says the tongue has the power of life and death. The tongue has the power of life and death. Show of hands again. How many of you say your mouth gets you in trouble sometimes? Yeah, I think all of our hands should probably be up. Maybe it's with your spouse. Maybe it's with a parent. Maybe it's with your boss. Maybe you keep losing your jobs, but it's not you. It's your mouth. <laughs> it's not your boss. I want to tell you a story of one time where my mouth got me in trouble with my dad. I was about 15 years old, and uh, this was before I was saved, okay? <laughs> Just uh, I didn't really know Jesus at this point in my life. And um, uh, I, was, I, was, I was actually newly saved. I, I, I was trying to be cool and fit in with my friends, but I was also, like, trying to follow Jesus at the same time. Any younger people recently saved in that boat, right? Like, you're trying to make sure that you fit in with everybody at school, but, but you know that what you're supposed to be doing is following Jesus with your whole heart. Well, uh, I had this new job. I worked at McDonald's, and uh, I loved working at McDonald's. In fact, it was a fun job. I had a lot of fun. Everybody from my high school worked at that same McDonald's. It was so much fun, and I started hanging around some bad influences. Uh, the people that I were hanging out with probably weren't the greatest influence on my life. They weren't going to church. They weren't, uh, they weren't uh, following Christ in any way. And I will never forget one time my dad picked me up from work. He picked me up from McDonald's, and uh, there was a youth event happening that night. And on the way home, I asked my dad, Dad, will you take me to church for the youth event? And he got mad at me and said, you know, something like, I'm not your shofar. I'm not taking you everywhere. You should have told me about this. And, and me and my dad start really getting into it, right? Like, hardcore, I'm yelling at him. He's yelling at me. At some point, I'm wondering who is going to break whose neck first. And I'll never forget. Now, don't judge me. But I turned and looked at my dad, and I called him an a-hole. I blacked out, woke up in the hospital. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but what he did next was actually pretty crazy. Uh, now, I never cussed at my parents before. I never really cussed at all. 
um, and, and then to turn and look at my dad and call him a name. Uh, man, my mom, she would have probably been like, now I know that wasn't you speaking, right? But my dad, he was, he was mad. He was angry. He pulled his truck over off the side of the highway, got off of an exit, and made me get out of the truck. And he said, you're walking home. Don't ever cuss in my car again, right? And I was like, Dad, you can't really leave me on this exit and make me walk home. It's like, now I looked it up this week. It was about three and a half miles, right, of where I had to walk to. Mind you, on a very busy highway, okay? Uh, I was walking this side, side road home, and he made, me, he made me walk. And it took me about an hour to get home. And when I got home, he was like, did you learn your lesson? I was like, I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> you know, I'll never, never call you a name again. Then he said, well, guess what? I'd love to take you to church because you're going to tell your youth pastor what you did. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, I had to go into church and tell my youth pastor what I did, and that was embarrassing. Matthew chapter 12. If you have your Bibles, you can open to there. Matthew chapter 12. It'll be on the screen as well for all you heathens who didn't bring a Bible to church with you this morning. Uh, if you have a smartphone, you can open that as well. Hey, I actually didn't bring a Bible with me either. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm in the same boat with you. It's, it's on my iPad, so... Uh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 33, make a tree good and its fruit will be good, or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad, for a tree is recognized by its fruit. You broad of vipers, how can you tell, how can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment, for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Let's pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we just ask you that you'd speak through me this morning, God, that you would have your way in this place, Father, that you would speak to the hearts of the people in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, I forgot to tell you. My wife is home. Uh, some of our other kids are not feeling as well either, so we thought it would be safer for them to, to, to stay home. So, hello, babe. I love you. Uh, she's watching online with us. A little context before this passage in Matthew chapter 12. The Pharisees are basically after Jesus, right? Um, they, they, uh, the, the Pharisees are calling out Jesus' disciples. The, 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 um, the disciples were actually working on the Sabbath, and, and they were like, hey, you know, aren't your disciples working on the Sabbath? And, and God, like, I, I told my wife that I want to do a series called, like, The Comeback Jesus, because, like, Jesus kept having something to say every time they, like, accused him of something. Um, uh, they're quizzing Jesus, hey, shouldn't they not be working on the Sabbath? And, and they eventually planned a plot to, to kill Jesus, an evil plan to kill Jesus. And, and Jesus knows that this is going to happen. Well, duh, because he's God, and he leaves, and a large crowd of people begin to follow Jesus, and at some point, Jesus heals a demonic, possessed man who is blind and, and deaf, and, and the crowd begins to question Jesus. Is he the son of David? The Pharisees try to say that the, the power that Jesus is working in comes from the devil. The Pharisees were saying, that's not of God, that's of Satan, and, and Jesus says, that's ridiculous. That doesn't make any sense because I just cast out this demon-possessed man. Why would Satan want me to do that? Then I would be tearing down his own kingdom, right? And Jesus says that, that my power comes from, from God. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33 again. 
Make a tree good, and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. You bread of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And an evil man brings evil things out and the evil stored up in him. If you're taking notes this morning, the first key point that I want you to write down is that words reflect our character. Words reflect our character. Our words actually expose what's in our heart. Our words actually expose the true condition of our hearts. How do you speak to others? How do you speak to your spouse? How do you speak to your kids or to your boss? Do you gossip? Do you lie? Are you slandering or tearing other people down? Our words actually expose the true condition of our hearts. And a tree and its fruit are connected. A tree and its fruit are connected. The fruit of a tree manifests whether or not the tree is healthy. The fruit of a tree manifests whether or not a tree is healthy. And your words will expose whether your heart is healthy or not. And that's why it's so important to fill your heart with healthy things. It is so important to fill your heart with healthy things. I remember when me and my wife first got married, I liked to watch scary movies. Any scary movie fans out there? Nope, 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 nope. All right, well, I liked it. Look, you all are going to heaven, okay? <laughs> I wasn't, okay? Uh, I loved scary movies. I was like, man, let's go to the theater, watch a scary movie. And she's like, no, you're filling your heart with that terrible stuff, you know? Uh, don't do that. And, and I noticed that actually watching certain particular movies had an effect on me, literally. And it's so important to watch what you fill your heart with because the music you listen to, the, the things you watch, the people you surround yourself with. Have you ever had a friend who, who um, acts differently based on who they were around? You all know somebody. Don't be lying, right? If your hand's not up, it might be you, right? <laughs> Everybody has a friend who acts like somebody they're, when they're around them. So um, uh, I was going to give an example of a family member, but I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about it. They might be watching. I don't know. Uh, see, that's the downside of broadcasting online now. Like, I'm like, man, I got to be careful what stories I share because that person might be watching <laughs> and I might not get away with it. Anyways, um, that sounds terrible as a pastor. <laughs> man, oh, man. This series is for me, too. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly you're, you're, uh, you go to work and it's a toxic environment and then you find yourself, you're cursing, you're yelling at people, you're screaming, you're acting just the way everybody else is, right? Or, or you, you hang out with a particular group of friends, and you're a Jesus follower on Sunday and on Friday night at youth, but, but during the week when you're at school, suddenly you don't know anything about Jesus. You ain't talking about Jesus anymore, right? When we surround ourselves with certain types of people, we'll begin to act like them. That's why it's so important that you surround yourself with Christians who, who encourage you. Uh, it's so important to surround yourself with people who will lift you up, who will, who will genuinely pray for you. And not just say they're praying for you, but genuinely take time out of their day to stop and pray for you, to lift you up, to speak life over, over you, to speak vision over your life. Start filling your hearts with the word of God. 
Start filling your hearts with the word of God because so many of us, uh, we, 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 we like to come to church on Sundays, right? Anybody like to come to church on Sundays? I hope so. You're here. No? Half the hands didn't go up. Okay. That's fine. Uh, you, you like to come to church on Sundays, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, you, you, you like the music. Man, you can crank some good tunes. Anybody uh, listen to worship music in the car? Anybody like to crank? Listen, uh, funny story. This is another, man, I'm just, forget my notes today. Um, <laughs> uh, it's the medicine. <laughs> um, I was, uh, uh, it's so funny. Uh, how many of you know John, our creative pastor? John, yeah, fun guy. Uh, so it's funny, when he first came to our church, I said, man, I know you from somewhere. I was like, you've been here before. And he was like, no, nah, I've never been here before at all. And I was like, oh, maybe the hotel? No, not at all. And um, it's so funny because uh, one time I was picking up my kids from school, and I was like jamming out to like, I don't know what I was jamming out to, some hardcore Christian music. I don't know, it was loud, and I'm just like going after it, right? And I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. And, like, this guy, like, walks by, and he's like, yo, nice music, right? And I was like, who the heck was that? And he just kept going. I was like, man, maybe he'll come to church. And sure enough, a year later, he did. And uh, uh, it was John. John was walking by, and uh, me and him had uh, breakfast one morning, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I know where I know you from. You, like, screamed in my car one morning at the car pickup line. Uh, I know who you are now. Uh, what your heart is filled with, this is so important, catch this. What your heart is filled with is what can overflow from it. I wish I had a cup. If I had a cup and I filled it up, it can only overflow once it's been filled up. Will you agree with that? That the cup can only overflow once it's been filled up. And if I'm, over, if I'm filling my cup up with hatred, if I'm filling my cup up with, 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 with slander or with with, with uh, depression or whatever I'm, I'm filling my cup up with, suddenly that's going to start overflowing out of my life. But if I fill it up with encouragement, if I fill it up with the word of God, suddenly when a situation comes to me, I can start quoting scripture that, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper, right? Whenever, whenever I start filling up my cup with scripture, then I know how to respond to the enemy when he tries to attack my life, when he tries to use my words to get the best of me. Key point number two is words determine our reward in judgment. Words determine our reward in judgment. Verse 36 says, but I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words, you will be acquitted, and by your words, you will be condemned. Listen, church, we must think before we speak. We must think before we speak. We must think before we respond. And if you use social media, we must think before we post it online. Can I get an amen? You, by the way, you are never going to change anybody's opinion by posting something on Facebook. It's never going to happen. You're never going to change somebody's opinion ever at all. I remember MySpace. Anybody remember MySpace? Look, all the younger guys are like, what the heck is MySpace, right? MySpace, right? There we go. Do you know what MySpace is? No, for real? Oh, my gosh. You do? You do? Okay. MySpace is like the earlier version of Facebook, okay? Listen, I can't believe I'm explaining this right now. This is blowing my mind. Like, I have reached a level in my life where somebody doesn't understand something I grew up with. Oh, uh, man. Oh, gosh. 
That's scary. Um, man. <laughs> MySpace, you became like coding experts. Anybody remember coding your MySpace page? You like had HTML, you would change. It's like a Facebook, but you would change the whole color of your profile page. You'd add music. You'd add, if you were like a girl, they would add like flowers falling from the top or something, right? Um, uh, and, and, and you got to pick your, like, top ten friends. So, like, on the homepage, it was, like, you know, Jonathan's top ten friends. And, man, if you wanted to get into an argument with somebody at school, you just changed who was in your top friends, right? And then suddenly you'd see people deleting you from AOL. You know what AOL is? Probably not, right? <laughs> MySpace, MySpace was so fun. Uh, and I remember, I remember this guy. His name was Jackson. He said, you got to get rid of MySpace. Facebook is the next new thing. And everybody laughed at him. Um, who, who has a LinkedIn? Do you know what LinkedIn is? All right, I don't like LinkedIn. Everybody thought Facebook was kind of like LinkedIn. Oh, that's just like a, a, a school thing for work, business type thing. Nobody's going to use Facebook. That's not fun. You can't change the color of your homepage. And within like a year, MySpace like vanished and Facebook took over the world, and, and my friend was like, it's going to be the next big thing, and, and, and I remember learning what you post online stays online forever. What you post online stays online forever. It's true. Have you ever Googled your name? Yeah. It, well, yeah, some of us are like, yeah, I want to know if I'm famous or not. Let's Google my name, right? Yeah, no, I remember Googling my name, and like pictures from high school start showing up. Don't do that. Don't Google my name, okay? I was like, oh my gosh, these, I had hair that was like down across my face. I had like really long hair. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why I had long hair, but I did. Um, uh, there, were, there, were, there were photos of me in Boy Scouts, right? Uh, there were photos of me like in newspaper articles. And I thought, oh my gosh, everything you do post online stays there forever. And it's very similar to the words that you speak. The words that you speak, we might forget about, but God will never forget every single word that you had ever spoken. We may forget what someone said in the past, but God knows every little word that we have ever spoken. And our words have the power to build someone up, or our words have the power to tear someone down. And I know when I'm looking at God that I don't want to be held accountable for all the negative things I've said. Anybody looking forward to going to heaven but then having to give a testimony of why you said some of the things you said? Right? I'm not looking forward to that part. <laughs> Verse 37, for by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Key point number three is words become our destiny. Words become our destiny. Now, before you look at me and think, oh, that's crazy, what are you talking about? Let me give you an example, okay? Maybe it's your husband, and he's working late, and he had dinner plans with you, and he forgot to call. He shows up hours late. The wife then believes a thought in her head that, that I'm not important to him. My husband doesn't care about me. Tells her husband when he gets home, you're such a jerk. You didn't even call. I must not be that important to you. The wife will then begin to distance herself, give him the silent treatment. Anybody ever get the silent treatment before? 
listen, all you heathens lying in church. I tell you, during the marriage series, I was like, I'm the only one that struggles with things, I guess. I don't know. Then suddenly, you're less trusting. And the husband will avoid you just to avoid any type of conflict. And now, you've lost intimacy in your marriage. And it's because your words actually become your destiny. Your words actually become your destiny. It starts as a thought. Thoughts turn into words. Words turn into your destiny. The worship team can come back up. Listen, church, your words have the power to change your life for good. Your words have the power to change your life for good. Over the next few days, I challenge you, as you're speaking, as you're speaking to your boss, as you're speaking to your kids, as you're speaking to your spouse, listen to the words that you are saying. Listen to the words that come out of your mouth. Listen to the thoughts that you have before they even become words. And take note. Become aware of the words you're speaking. Take notice and start to replace the negative thoughts, the limiting beliefs, the toxic words with affirming statements, dripping with the word and truth of God. I love that This is also a mindset thing. This is a mindset thing. This isn't something that happens overnight. Changing your words, changing your thoughts takes time, and it starts with surrounding yourself with people. I I said earlier, surrounding yourself, you'll, you'll start to act like the people you surround yourself with, right? If you want to go higher places in life, start surrounding yourself with the people that can take you there. Start surrounding yourself with the people who have that same thought process. If you want to be wealthy, hang around some wealthy people. If you want to have a better outlook on life, hang around some people who have a better outlook on life. If you want to start making a difference, hang out with some people who are actually making a difference. And watch God use you in ways that you've never thought about before. It's so important who you surround yourself with. I remember talking to somebody uh, in my hometown. My hometown, there's a, there's a lot of poverty there's a lot of mindsets that, that have this poverty-ish mindset. And they said, man, I'll never have that type of job. I thought, what do you mean you'll never have that type of job? Why not? Well, that, that type of stuff doesn't happen around here. Well, there's other people that live here that have nice jobs, right? Start hanging yourself out. Start hanging yourself around some other people who have a mindset like that. Start hanging around some people who, who will actually take you to the place that God has wanting you to go. God will put people in your life and he'll take some people out of your life too. It's important not to be afraid to let go of the people he takes out. Your words matter. Would you stand to your feet? pray for us. We'll have a moment to respond and a moment to pray. If if you need prayer, we'll have pastors in the back of the room that'll be happy to pray with you. But over this next worship song, I want us to take a moment to reflect on the words that are in our hearts, the things that are in our heart, and ask God, where does he want to come into our hearts? What does he want to replace in our hearts 
What does he want to take out of our hearts? What can we take out of our hearts and fill more with him? I remember uh, a Sunday school lesson. This just came to my head. Um, I was in Sunday school, and I was probably like nine years old, and there's this lady named Miss Glenna. Miss Glenna was the sweetest Sunday school teacher you had ever really met. She was so sweet, so nice. And I remember her son was laying on an operating table, and she was talking about the things that were in his heart that were causing him trouble in life. And, and she, she had him lay on a table, and, and like behind the table, she would pull things out and pretend it was coming out from his heart, right? There was like, whatever. It looked funny. It was cool. And, uh, and I won't forget, uh, like halfway through the thing, he was like pretending to be the heart monitor, like beep, beep, beep. And then like halfway through, he was like beep, right? So funny. Anyways, um, side note. <laughs> I'll never forget her telling me that it's so important that you fill your heart with more of Jesus. More of Jesus. So over the next few moments as we continue to sing and, and worship, I want you to lift your hands and surrender to God and ask him to come into your heart, to fill your heart, and to get rid of anything that is not like him. So Father, we invite you in this place this morning, God. God, that you would move in this place, Father. Move in the hearts of your people, God. God, help us reveal in our heart what isn't of you. And we ask that you would help us cleanse our heart, God. Help us become that new creation that is found in you. Father, I pray over the people in this place this morning, God, that you would be with them this week, that, that, you, would, that you would remind them as they're speaking, God to take a moment to, to think before they speak, to ask them, man, is this something God would be happy with me saying? I pray that we change lives in this place this morning through the power of your word, God. Would you move in this place? In Jesus' name, amen.